Hello, hello, and you already know that you have found yourself on the Angus the Guru podcast, and I am your host, Angus the Guru. If you are a person interested in changing your mind state, shifting your mindset, you want to be happier with where you are, why you are, how you are, you just want to be, then you have found yourself on the best possible podcast you could possibly find yourself on, because all we do here is be... And as an extra bonus, if you are willing to allow yourself to believe that you could potentially be incredibly wrong about every single thing that you think is right, then uh, we are definitely on the right podcast because we like to think about different things here and challenge our own personal limiting beliefs and our own ideas of what we think life is. Um, Well, I mean, I guess that's what I'm challenging you on since I don't have anybody here to talk to me right now to challenge me on mine besides myself, but I don't exactly always do that in the present moment but I do that when I'm just kind of thinking about different ideas and challenging my own past beliefs eventually we're going to have some guests on here to challenge me on mine I'm sure just people to have conversations with about this sort of thing so on today's episode let's talk about the third spiritual law for success well the third spiritual law of nature the third natural spiritual law you can call it the spiritual law of success too that is the law of karma and I'm sure you've heard of karma most of us have heard of karma Essentially, karma, it states that the energy that you put out into the world will return to you in like kind. Essentially, we reap what we sow, right? What we sow, we will reap. Um, So if you want to be happy and successful, you need to be putting out the energy of happiness and success, right? Make other people feel happy and successful, essentially. So this kind of energy is expended through our thoughts, through our words, and through our deeds, a.k.a. our actions. When you are consciously considering karma, what that is going to do is put you in the present moment very consciously. You're going to make choices consciously because you understand that each choice that you make, and I mean each and every choice that you make, does create karma. Every action is a karmic episode. And the place that you are right now is precisely because of all the actions you've made prior. Precisely. Exactly where you are right now. You are listening to my voice because you pressed play, right? You pressed play because you thought that you wanted to listen to this episode, right? Your thought is a karmic episode. So with that being said, karma is cause and effect happening simultaneously. That's a good way that I think it, I think that's a good way to look at it. Cause and effect occurring simultaneously in every moment based on your action. Now, a lot of the times we make unconscious actions because most of our decisions are made like habitually right like we have been doing the same thing for so long that we kind of just unconsciously do certain things without really thinking about it but what that does is it makes you attract or build karma unconsciously and if you build karma unconsciously you're going to pay your karmic debt as all of our karmic debt will be paid so if you are collecting your karma unconsciously you're going to be paying off debt that you may not actually want to And that's the reason that it's so important to be present and very conscious in your choice making so that you pay the karma that you want to. You intend on the karma that you pay by being present and making choices from a centered state. 
just being conscious in the, in your choices. Like when you are going to make a choice, really witness the fact that you are about to make a choice. Every single action. Then this might sound like a lot of work. Like wow, I got to pay attention to everything I'm doing. Pretty much, and it's not really a lot of work. It's the right thing to do. We shouldn't just be going about our lives unconsciously, just making actions, because that's not how we create the best life for ourselves, and that's not how we create the best life for others. And really, I think we are here on this earth to create the best life for others, right? Like, is there any other purpose to be here than to just leave this earth in a better state than it was when we entered it? That's pretty much my mission here. Another thing that kind of ties into karma is being responsible, because you have to understand that like whether you like it or not, everything that is happening at this moment is a result of the choices you've made in the past. So we always want to say like, why me? And say all these things are happening to me. But to be completely honest, everything that's happening is because of choices you've made in the past in some way or another. That might be hard to swallow, but it's the absolute truth. I'm sorry to say. And I want to give an example of making unconscious choices or, you know, when we feel like we don't have a choice. So like if, I'm going to use my my brother in this example. <laughs> if you listen to this podcast, which I'm sure you probably won't, um, this is something that you need to understand. If somebody insults you, you do not have to retaliate to that. You don't have to get offended to that and feel like you have to get back at somebody. Like, that's not the case, bro. You have a choice to make. If somebody insults you, you don't have to be offended. Being offended is a choice, believe it or not. Being offended is a choice. If somebody compliments you, you don't have to be flattered, believe it or not. And I bet, you can, I bet you can actually relate to that. Maybe you have been complimented by someone and you weren't flattered because you get to make the choice of how you react. So you don't need to choose to be flattered. You don't need to choose to be offended when somebody does something to you. So you don't need to retaliate. A lot of people, when it comes to operating from an egoic standpoint, they always feel the need to retaliate or to one-up people and you don't have to make that choice. And it's better if you don't. And a lot of people will say, oh, it makes me look like, it'll make me look like a bitch. Or it'll make me look like, you know, <laughs> make me look like a pussy or whatever, bro. Like, that's what, guy, that's what guys say to each other, dog. Like, it's like, they make you feel like you have to retaliate. And if you don't, then you're weak. You're soft. That's bullshit. That's actually bullshit. You're actually soft. If you feel like you have to retaliate, because then you have no power. You're soft as hell. You're giving all your power away. An actual strong person doesn't feel the need to retaliate. An actual strong person consciously makes a decision and a choice in the face of any kind of adversity, of anything that's threatening them. It's all up to you, bro, and your choices. Usually when you're making, usually when you're making those like egoic responses, you know, basically unconsciously, like it's almost like a reflex that you get offended pretty much. Um, before you get offended, right, there's like a space in between uh, when you like respond to anything that happens. Um, but what I'm about to say can apply really when you make any choice. So to bring your choice into your conscious awareness, before you make the choice, ask yourself two things. First of all, what are the consequences of this choice that I am making? And you will feel what those consequences are, right? You, you will realize what the... And consequence isn't just a bad thing. Consequence simply means something that takes place after an action happens, right? So it's the effect of the cause, basically. And secondly, will this choice that I'm making now bring happiness to me and to those around me? 
Now, if you are like me and you believe that that's really the whole purpose of being here is to make this a better place, that's a very important question to ask yourself and it will really guide you to making the right choices consciously. And if the answer to that is yes, then definitely go ahead with that choice. And if the answer is no, it won't bring happiness to me and to those around me, then why in the world would you make that choice? Doesn't make sense to me. Now, I'm not entirely sure how I feel about this, but it is said that there is only one choice out of the infinity of choices available in every second that will create happiness for you as well as for those around you. And when you make that one choice, it will result in a form of behavior that is called spontaneous right action. And spontaneous right action is the right action at the right moment. It's the right response to every situation as it happens. When I think about that, it almost puts like pressure on me to make the right decision. Like, oh my God, there's only one choice I can make. Like, it seems tough. And it seems hard to believe that there's only one because I... I mean, we know that there is an infinite amount of choices that we can take, that we can make. But apparently there's only one that will generate happiness for you and for everybody else around you. That's something interesting to consider as you go about your day and you make choices. Now, there is a mechanism to help us make this correct choice, this spontaneously correct choice. And it's called our body. It's the sensations and the feelings, the vibrations that we feel in our body when we make a choice or before we make a choice, like we can feel if it's right or not. Um, pay attention to your heart, right? Like you can feel when you make a decision if this is right or not. Like you can feel that if it's in alignment with who you are. And I guess you can feel if it's in alignment with the happiness of everybody else too. Also, I'm referencing all this from uh, The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success by Deepak Chopper, in case you guys were wondering. So this is the thing about understanding the spiritual laws of the universe. The more that you understand them, the more you study them, like myself, like I spend a lot of time studying them, the more responsible you are to adhere by them. Because if you don't, the negative consequences of that are going to be very apparent and they will happen quite rapidly and you'll notice that. So if you really understand the laws of the universe, it's in your best interest to abide by them because you can then create affluence and prosperity and abundance and whatever you, you want in your life. But if you neglect the knowledge that you have, you will pay the price for that, basically. So speaking about paying the price, there are three ways to deal with your past karma. One way is to simply pay your karmic debts. And most people do that unconsciously because most people aren't consciously making choices. So that's that usually involves a lot of suffering. Just simply the consequences of making certain actions and having to deal with that is the payment of the karmic debt. Um, the second way to deal with your past karma is to transmute or transform your karma into a more desirable experience. So the process of that is when something bad happens to you, you have to try to find the opportunity in that problem or in that consequence, in that lesson, and then use that to benefit other people around you so that kind of thing doesn't happen again. So for example, if you were to break your leg or something playing soccer, you can ask yourself, like, what is the lesson or what is the opportunity here for me breaking my leg? Like, obviously, you weren't being conscious enough of your actions, of your, your movements. Um, so maybe you can use that karma and create some kind of brace or 
become some kind of instructor for soccer to teach how to be more careful and stuff like that. Like you can use that lesson to teach others. And when you in- can incorporate repaying your karmic debt with your dharma, which is your life purpose, for example, like if you are a teacher, that's like the best way to deal with your karma. That's called transmuting the energy into a positive experience. So that's a great way to deal with your karma. And then the third way to deal with your karma is to transcend it. This is what I would like to do. I mean, I would love to just use my karma in a positive way to help others, but also to transcend karma is something that's very fascinating to me because essentially that's like higher than karma. It's almost like the karma doesn't affect you. You transcend it and you do this through meditation. Every time that you slip into the gap, into the space, into the silence, into the stillness, you essentially are transcending karma. It doesn't erase your karma entirely, but when you slip into that space and then come out, it's like you're washing a bit of the karma off. Imagine you have like a very dirty rag and you put it under the water and you know, you like scrunch it around and whatever, you wring it out and like you see the stains coming out, but it's still dirty, but it's a little bit less dirty than it was. And then the more you do that, the more cleaner it gets. So every time you slip into that, that space, that silence through meditation, you are transcending karma and you are cleaning, you're washing off your karma a little bit every time. So that's the episode today. That was karma. I hope you guys learned something about karma. Karma is a really interesting thing and it's a good thing to understand like how it works and how you can use it to create anything in your life. Like what you want, you must give. If you want to be loved, give love. If you want to to have wealth, give wealth, like make people feel wealthy. Like you have the power. It's all you. It's giving. It's giving. We are here to give whatever you want. You must give it. This is how it works. It will come back to you. I promise. It's not about taking here. It is not about taking. Anyways, that's it for today. You already know that we are only doing two episodes nowadays. So that was... So have a good Monday and you will hear from me again on Friday. Will we continue with the spiritual laws of success? Maybe. And if we do, then Friday's episode will be on. Just a second here. Let me flip through the book to find the next spiritual law of success. Um, oh, it's a good one. The law of least effort. My two favorite laws are the law of least effort and the law of detachment because that's what I struggle with the absolute most. But I, when I read these chapters, I read this book pretty much religiously almost every day to refresh myself on the spiritual law. So when I go about my day, I know how to function. Amazing things to know. Anyways, don't let anybody love you more than you love yourself. And don't forget that you can live anew right now.